Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, TJMV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. Can't believe it's only Thursday. Yeah, another nasty ass day in LA. What you mean only Thursday? In LA. In LA, you're in New York, bro. I said another. What I said? Another nasty ass day in LA. Oh damn. I meant to say another ass nasty ass day in New York. Another ass nasty. <laughs> you know where you at? I just got back. You confused. I just got back from LA. LA was beautiful yesterday. New mm-hmm. York is nasty. Yeah, I left New York, New York nasty and it came back to New York nasty. It's gonna be nasty for the next. That's couple what I'm days trying here. to say. Okay. Yes. Well, I, was, I was in LA yesterday doing the Joe Rogan podcast. Okay. Yeah. Salute to Joe Rogan. Now you had your live event last night, Yee. You look out yes, of it. Yes. Lip service. I'm so tired. Lip service live was last night. Usually we start earlier than we started yesterday, but what time did you start? Nine o'clock at night. Oh, that's too late on the weekday. And that means it's not going to end until after 12. So I, Yeah, we didn't get out of there until late. But it was an amazing podcast. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. Trina came through. Mm, shout to Trina. Her album comes out tomorrow, The One. She had a really good time. She's like, we doing this in Miami. So she wants to set that up now. Okay. And then Kadena and Deval Ellis also were there. Mm-hmm. The Ellises. And they are hilarious. So it was a good time. And then Gigi leads the twerk educational class. Okay, she teaches women how to twerk? Yes. That's so. why you so damn tired. A lot of girls were on stage twerking. All that goddamn yesterday. twerking after 9 o'clock. <laughs> after 9 o'clock. Y'all better start acting like y'all 40. You keep saying you be out there late twerking and, and then can't got to be to work at 4 in the morning. Listen, I'm never out this late. So I was like, it was just a lot. And then I had to I have to go to L.A. today for BET Awards weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I still have to pack my stuff. So I came home. I went home last night. I was up until like maybe 3 in the morning trying to pack. And I just gave up. Just gave up. So you do that. What time is your flight? I got to leave right after. And I heard that Delta had their uh, computers were down yesterday, so there's a lot of delays. Damn it, man. Mm-hmm. Well, have fun. All right. Now, Thanks. today is my baby girl's graduation. She I graduates see. kindergarten. You she got goes on to the a, first grade. You got on a crisp shirt today. A crisp shirt. That's right. Mm-hmm. So um, after this, I'm heading straight to her graduation. So that's uh, always a lot of fun. Uh, always long. They always do like a, a little play or something like that. It's always like corny, but makes you cry. So I'm excited about that. She's going to first grade. She's getting she's getting big. So how many uh, kindergarten graduations have you been to? Uh, this is number three. <laughs> this is I have two more to go. This is this is number three. Two more to go. Well, today Evelyn Lozada will be joining us, of course, from Basketball Wives uh, LA. Yes. So we'll kick it with her. There's a lot going on with her and a new show. So that came out last night, right? Uh, yes, and I saw she was going back and forth with Rob Kardashian on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He said that she's a squirter. Oh, okay. So, so what? you asked that. Oh, no, you asked that. All right, so Rob Kardashian said Evelyn's a squirter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rob had sex with Evelyn Lozada? I guess I we got to find out. And she also said he had a big sausage. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know they had sex with each other. I don't know. We'll ask her. I, I wasn't here for all of that. Mm-mm. Jesus Christ. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, let's talk about the FBI. They are now assisting authorities in the Dominican Republic looking at these toxicology samples to find out what is going on, uh, why are people getting sick, and why are people dying. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
Start off with sports. First, congratulations to CC Sabathia. Yesterday, he won 250 times. So he had his 250th win. So congratulations to him. Nice. That's a big deal. Congrats. Congrats CC to CC. Shout to Amber. Now, also, um, they're saying that the Rockets. I don't know why they said tried dumping, but they're saying the Rockets tried dumping Chris Paul onto the Knicks. Because the Knicks are where NBA players go to die. <laughs> Remember how back in the day people used to say that about Koch records? That's where rappers go to die. That's where the Knicks are at this point in, in life. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, what do you mean, we'll see what happens? The Knicks are dead, bro. Listen, this is another oh, year. We need to talk about this real want, quick. I don't want to talk This about is it. another year where y'all took a bunch of players, photoshopped them in Knicks jerseys. Okay, over the years, it's been LeBron. It's been D-Wade. Now, this year, it was Kevin Durant, Zion Williamson, and Kyrie Irving. You got none of them. So Again. That doesn't all mean right? anything. Yo, somebody's going to die. In 30, 40 years from now, somebody's going to look at a meme of all these Knicks players, photoshopped and Knicks jerseys and be like, how did all, all these Hall of Famers play for the Knicks and they didn't win? Isn't the NBA draft tonight? Yes, the NBA draft is tonight and the Knicks have the number three the pick. So we're hoping that Zion passes one and two and goes to number three. Man, shut <laughs> up. See, that's the type of dumbass <laughs> belief that the Knicks have uh, in, in, in things. Yeah, well, we have the number three pick. That's tonight, so we'll see what happens. What else we got, Yee? Well, the FBI is now assisting authorities in the Dominican Republic. They're going to look at some toxicology samples from mm-hmm. the mini bars. So they're taking an extensive collection of samples when someone dies in a hotel room. They test the mini bars for bacteria and they also test the water from the showers and sinks as well so they are assisting with the toxicology test of three of the nine americans who died in the past year they said these results could take up to 30 days to come in so i guess we'll see now the dominican republic officials are saying that this is all fake news oh really so it's a bunch of dead bodies a bunch (laughs) of fake dead bodies they said it's all a hysteria against the Dominican Republic to hurt our tourism. This is a very competitive industry, and we get millions of tourists. We are a popular destination. They also said that tests of the alcohol, the food, and other areas of different uh, properties that have been impacted have all came back negative. So so you mean to tell me all of these women that have been going to the DR for years to get plastic surgery, now all of a sudden we just going to start hating on the DR? Come on, D. Y'all better than that. Like, nobody's hating on nah, the deal. There's something dying. going on. There's something going on. Jesus Christ. People are dying. What else we got, Yee? Well, speaking of that, uh, the U.S. suicide rate is up 33% mm. since 1999. According to research, they said suicide rate, rates have increased significantly among people 15 to 64 during that period. They said the suicide rates are at the highest level since World War II. And those who identify as American Indian or Alaska Natives had the highest increase among all race and ethnicity groups mm-hmm. and suicides mm-hmm. among girls and women also rose significantly for all racial and ethnic groups. I bet a lot of it has to Asian do with Asian or Pacific Islander. I bet a lot of it has to do with social media. Yeah, and this is exactly why I put a so lot much, of it. Uh, this is exactly why I put so much emphasis on mental health, okay? People are hurting and they need healing. You got people out here that are dealing with all types of trauma, dealing with all types of pain and they are redistributing that pain to themselves and others. And I agree with you. I, I bet you a lot of it has to do with social media. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a horrible night, bad night, or... Maybe you're just tired. Maybe you're tired, or maybe you feel blessed. 800-585-1051. Maybe your baby girl's graduating kindergarten, going to first grade, and you're excited about that. Whatever it may be, call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? 
Yo, MZ, what up? Spectre, good morning, good morning. Spectre, what up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, first I want to say I'm super blessed this morning. I'm a single dad and my baby girl. She did A's and B's all four quarters of school. My little man's about to go into um, junior high school. And he did good, so I'm blessed, man. That's I'm what it is. Blessed. I've had my kids since they were three and four years old, and they're about to be 14 and 13. So. Congratulations, wow. single dad. Nice. Congratulations. Uh, I appreciate that. appreciate that, man. I'm super blessed for that. And they were envy. I want to top it up with you, man, because I sent you a uh, DM about you coming to Raleigh, man, and doing a seminar. How far is Raleigh so, from Charlotte, bro? Two hours. I'm about two and a half, three hours. Are we doing one in Charlotte? Why don't you drive? You got to drive over to Charlotte, brother. Uh, at that time when you coming, man, I got something I got to do with the kids. <laughs> I was trying to work that out. They about to leave for the summer, man. So, do one special for him. Yeah, now nah, we're doing one in Charlotte on the 27th. Uh, I mean, I wish you could make it. It's Sunday morning. You know, we're just trying to teach, teach people real estate. If you, if you hold on the line, if you can make it, you know, I know... I know uh, you're a single dad. I, I'll pay for your ticket. <laughs> Why you make it sound like single dad right, out here doing bad? No, nah, he's doing a lot. So I'm saying I'll pay for his ticket. He's yeah. got to take care of his kids and all that. So I'm yeah, trying to help the brother out. That. You're not really going to pay. You just let him in free. Yeah, I'm going to pay for his ticket. So I'm trying to help the brother out. <laughs> right, Who gets the that, money? Man. I got one request too, man. What's up, bro? <laughs> so can I get that Ocean Drive by Smith & Wesson, man? He's so shy. Okay, Smith, Smith & Wesson. Wesson. Shout out to Brooklyn. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Smith & Wesson. I love oh, Smith & Wesson. Yeah, I never even heard the records you talking about. You haven't heard Ocean Drive with music Soul Child? Nah, it's new? Oh, yeah, it's brand new. off their new album to all. That was fire, son. I'm sorry, man. I'm not real hip-hop like I used to be, <laughs> my brother. I, uh, but if you make it out there on the 27th, I, I got you. I, I, I'll pay for your ticket, all right? Oh, how about you I just put him on the list? <laughs> I got to pay for his ticket. It's, You're going to pay? It's a business. You gotta, I, I got to pay for his ticket. I'm doing a, a seminar well, this weekend in New Orleans on the 23rd. <laughs> Take one. Hey, good morning, y'all. Morning, Uncle Charlotte. Morning, Angela Yee. Good morning. morning what up, King? Ow. I'm back. What's up, bro? Get off your chest. Uh, no, good morning, y'all. Just wanted to F you up. Congrats Your phone breaking up. You talk all that smack and your phone is horrible. Hey, 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 hey. What? I want to my nephew, uh, congratulations on his, uh, graduation this morning. Okay. Yeah. And that's just about it. All right, thank you, brother. Everybody graduating, okay? Angel. Hey, what's up, Breakfast Club? Hey, I just want to say I, I enjoyed the show yesterday, and I think you guys need to have Trav out there a little bit more than you guys do. Oh, Joe, Trav came up here yesterday, Charlamagne, for Angela Yee's Lip Service Podcast, so. And, you know, he was hanging out with us all day. He got cursed out a little bit, but it was kind of funny, but thank you. Hey, Trav. Also, also I, I hear him all the time. I can't, I can't put a face on him, so every time I hear him, I, I don't know, for some reason, I picture Lamar from The Revenge of the Nerds. Jesus Lamar. Christ. Oh, my gosh. Nah, he ain't Lamar. No, I, what does he look like? I just, I just want to know. Uh, like, his his like, Instagram is aka underscore twin. He's single too, so you should holler. Hey, oh no, no, no! I'm happily married. I'm happily married. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah he cheap. looked like he looked like he could rob you, but he really just want to put his tongue in your ear. Yeah, I, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Have a blessed day. You too. He's like, I have to go. <laughs> well, you can't say nothing else. You'd be like, yeah, I, I just have a blessed day. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Jim, what's up, Jim? Yo, what's up, what's up, guys? How, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, man? Get it off your chest. Yo, every day I listen to you guys, and every morning you guys put a smile on my face on the way to work. So I, I appreciate you. you guys. We love you back. We That's your wife? You, we can hear you smiling right now. <laughs> exactly. One other thing, Envy. Uh, my sister... 
Then I found like your real thing. She she already uh, got through two houses, but uh, can I shout her out real quick? Yeah, where where she where, where y'all from? Uh, we're from Tom's River, New Jersey. Her Facebook is Christina Matthews, and uh, her Instagram is Christina Matthews zero. And uh, she's flipping houses and stuff. She already got rid sold too. So uh, we appreciate everything you guys do. She's so. making some money. That's what I love to hear. She's she's trying. We're we're all making money. So uh, we appreciate you guys. All right, man. Uh, all right, bye. I like to hear people flipping money in houses. Kurt. Yo, what's up, y'all? Good morning. Good morning. Now, Kurt, they say you're about to enter this ping pong tournament, Kurt. What? Yeah, me and my so my wife and I, man, we got a house, so we 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 sent out some invites. It's like the first event of our new house. Um, invited some friends and family over. And ping pong tournament, and I know it's like a bracket style. I know that it's gonna be me versus her in like the the, the finals. You know what I'm saying? I probably so, could beat both of y'all. I I highly doubt it. So <laughs> where you from? Where you I from? Want her to know. <laughs> I, I I want her to know I'm practicing. I mean, it's, it's, I'm practicing with her every day. I mean, so I'm getting better. You know, yesterday she beat me four zero. Um, I could definitely beat like, you both. Where y'all from? Where you from, man? <laughs> How your risk is so strong, bro? I'm from Detroit, man. I'm from Detroit. You know, people gonna know my voice. This is Kurt. You know what I'm saying? Cag Daddy. They ain't gonna you know, know your voice, bro. Cat you know Daddy. They, they're not gonna know your Cag voice. Cag Daddy, man. Yeah. How your risk got? How your risk got so strong, Cag Daddy? Uh, you know, man, Whoa. every night. That's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My good. guy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, right. sometimes you got to play with the D and the D. All right, keep that wrist strong. Goodness gracious. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? This is Anonymous. I don't want, I don't want to say my name because too many people know my name. Hey, why do people call the radio station know. Anonymous? <laughs> Nobody can see you. You can say your name is Jonathan. Nobody uh, would know. You can say your cat daddy. Let's just call you cat daddy. All right, cat daddy, too. Hey, what's you, up? Hold on. Nah, you, 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 you and I know each other. You and uh -oh. I did something back in the day. What y'all yeah, did right. back in the day? I used to do something on your show. You used to do something? What you used to do on the show? Man, listen, can I say what I want to say? Yes, you can. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, go, sir. Go, go. Sorry. Listen, this is my issue. My problem is with all of the hair weaves. Everywhere I look, everywhere I turn, all I see is hair weaves. What's wrong with hair weaves? It's too much. It's getting out of hand. And they don't even be looking good. So you have a problem with women using these accessories in their own hair? Yes, because I don't want to see it. I call it hair prosthetic. Me and my girl, we call it hair hack. Nah, listen, you have to understand the reason why women wear weaves at times. It's a protective hairstyle. Sometimes they're trying to grow out of style. Sometimes they don't feel like styling and putting heat on their own hair. There's a lot of reasons. I hear all that, but I'm sorry. A lot, if, if there's 100 women with weaves, 60 of them look bad. <laughs> I, think you, I, I think you care too much, bro. You're too yeah. invested. You got a girl. Like, why, why does it even matter? Unless your girl got nasty weave. Charlemagne, I'm going to get you a weave. Oh, you want to see me in it? Where's see, I knew this what this was about. You're tired of seeing women in weave. <laughs> you want to see a man in one. You think I'm attractive. That's right. I get no, it. Oh, I think you butt ugly. Oh, my God. Oh, he's in the butt ugly looking girls. All right. Okay. So you, want me to wear a so you want me to wear a weave so I look better to you? Uh, okay, yes. I would like that. Yes. All right. Okay. Finally, we just right. get... I just want to get to some good truth here, brother. I don't think some he's good. Do it. Hey, some good hard truth. Black men don't cheat. I don't know if he's going to do it. That's right. Listen, I don't cheat either. But listen, I want to say something to y'all. What y'all are doing for the people, what y'all are doing is so powerful. Y'all are giving so many people exposure. Y'all are bringing a lot of light to a lot of issues. Angela Yee, 
If you look at the call ID, you see my name. You know who I am. I'm very proud of you. I'm so proud of you. She, she just seen it. She said she don't know who you are, bro. I don't have the caller ID right here, sir. Oh, that's all right. But I, I'll text you later. But Woo. Listen, y'all keep doing y'all thing. All right. No, it's not like that. Yeah, right, you sound. She is a classy lady. Okay. Charlemagne is not a classy lady. <laughs> <laughs> He's a ratchet lady. Trav, what up, Trav? What's up, Envy? What's up? Trav! What's up, boo? Trav did an excellent job last night at lip service. He's, he was he works the crowd. Oh, I thought he was He twerking. did twerk a little as well. Okay. Yeah, just, just, just a little bit, just a little bit. Listen, I'm like 30 minutes from home. I am so tired. I'm about to go to sleep for this whole day. Yee, thank yes. you so much for the opportunity. I had so much fun last night. Like, Stephanie, L'Oreal, Gigi, all y'all killed it. That was like the best live show that I've seen so far, yo. Yeah, you know, yeah, we had, last night was really, really great. So I appreciate everybody who came out. It was pretty funny. You ain't gonna speak to your bae? I'm just about to say, where, where's Charlemagne at? What up, sis? Do you sleep on your stomach? Oh, God. Look, Charlamagne, I'm actually kind of mad at you. Okay. You know, every single time I come up there, I usually bring Charlamagne like a little treat because we have, we have so much in common. We both gay. We both cancers. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought Charlamagne, and we both Cowboys fans, and I bought Charlamagne a Sports Illustrated original 1996 magazine for after we won the Super Uh-oh. Bowl. And guess where, guess where it's sitting at? In under, my hand. Under his desk. It's in my hand right now, Trav. <laughs> Why he does not even care? It's right in my hand right now. That's so rude, Charlamagne. Take it home and frame it. <laughs> I am going to take it home and frame it, Trav. I, now, uh, you're right, Trav. That's very, very unappreciative of him. You give him a nice, special, thoughtful gift like that. I just don't like to bring gifts like that home because then I got to explain it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My wife be like, who bought you that? And I'd be like, Trav, this man who thinks I'm cute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bye, Trav. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. And don't forget, from Basketball Wives LA, Evelyn Lozada will be joining us next hour. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about David Ortiz. And now they are saying that he was really not the intended target of that shooting. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jacquez. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. What's his name, Emmy? Jacquez. Okay, you said Jacquez. I thought he said something about queefing. <laughs> well, Jacquees is not happy, and he feels like he got snubbed by the BET Awards. You know, those are going to be airing on Sunday, mm-hmm. and they've already been released, the list of everybody who's been nominated. Cardi B and Drake have seven nominations and five nominations, respectively. So here's what he had to say. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. How in the f- am I not nominated for a BET Award? I ain't gonna lie, I feel disrespected at this point. Like, maybe I gotta work harder. But how hard you Probably. gotta work when you nominate that don't even, never mind. Did he put an album out last year? I don't remember. I think he did put out an album yeah, out. he but, was up here. But he's oh, one he of wasn't? The, yes, he was, he came up here. Yeah. I think he's on Breakfast Club? Yes. yes. I forgot that one. I missed that whole thing. Maybe you weren't. Were you here? Probably not, because I don't remember Jacquees being on No Breakfast Club. Well, we talked about being the king of R&B. I think, yeah. I think Man, shut up. Jacquees wasn't on No Breakfast Club. Yes, he was. 
He was? Yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> Why are you so aggressive? To, man, shut up. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, he was here. Maybe all right, I wasn't so here. I'm sure I had something better to do that day. Do you think that he deserved to be nominated? Not now, if y'all can't even name his album. He would have been nominated in the Best Male R&B Pop Artist category with Addison Pack, Bruno Mars, Childish Gambino, Chris Brown, John Legend, and Khalid. If y'all can't name what his album was last year, I don't think that he should have been nominated. He definitely should have been nominated. So what's the name of the album? I don't know. <laughs> what single were you playing? Every, every, you're the DJ. In the club? I, I obviously was playing a, a record from him. Uh, it was in the club, in the club. But I, I, the kids love him. Like he's 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 a younger he's a younger R&B singer. Who's in that category? I just told you: Anderson Pack, Bruno okay. Mars, Childish Gambino, Chris Brown, John Legend, and Khalid. He should have replaced uh, Childish Gambino because I don't consider Childish Gambino an R&B artist. All right, so all right, so you agree though that he should have been nominated? I don't agree. I'm just going with what y'all said. Y'all said he the king of R&B. And y'all said the kids I didn't, love I him. I did not I say he was the king of R&B. I said, said he that. said he said he was the king of R&B. You don't remember all the stuff what happened and he ran into Keep Sweat and him and Keep Sweat have a conversation. You don't that, remember? that I remember. Okay, well there, you, there goes your memory. That don't mean that you should be nominated for a BT award. No, he should be nominated because he put out good records and the kids love him. Oh, okay. All right, so anyway, he has a new album coming out. When so was he on Breakfast Club again? Round two. The exact date. Yeah, please look that up. All right, David Ortiz apparently was not the intended target of the shooting, according to officials in the Dominican Republic. They say that Sixto David Fernandez was the target because Victor Hugo Gomez believed that Sixto ratted him out to police years ago. So they're saying that Sixto was allegedly sitting near David Ortiz at the Dow Bar and Lounge in Santo Domingo on June 9th, and he was the person that was supposed to be the target and not... Uh, David Ortiz. So originally they said that's impossible. Everybody knows what David Ortiz looks like. There's no way that somebody would mistake him for someone else. But now they are saying that they do believe that he wasn't the intended target. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, and you wasn't here when he did. Yeah, he was here six months ago. Yeah, you wasn't here. I wasn't here. I wasn't wasn't here for the king of (laughs) R&B. Space Jam 2. That is reportedly going to star people like Clay Thompson, uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, We already know LeBron James is in it. Uh, Also, key roles for Damian Lillard. Lillard, uh, And some WNBA stars as well. Diana Taurasi and Nika Oguamiki. So, get ready for that. So, y'all excited? I think it's dope. They're going to have the NBA and WNBA stars. Okay. All right. Janet Mock has become the first trans woman to score a deal with Netflix. So congratulations to her. She's the first uh, trans woman to actually get a situation like that. As a best-selling author, producer, and director, Janet Mock has demonstrated she knows how to bring her vision to thrilling, vivid life. Okay. That should be interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. You gotta tell your own stories. Now, Ava DuVernay mm-hmm. is criticizing Donald Trump because of his dumbass comments. Now, if you remember, he talked to TMZ. Oh, no, it wasn't TMZ. If you remember, they asked him what he thought about the uh, When They See Us series and if he, he would apologize. Would apologize right. to those five young men for ruining their lives and, well, helping ruin their lives when he took out that ad in the New York Times. And here's what he said You apologize to the five. Why do you bring that question up now? It's an interesting time to bring it up. Uh, you have people on both sides of that. They admitted their guilt. If you look at Linda Fairstein and if you look at some of the prosecutors, uh, they think that the city should never have settled that case. So we'll leave it at that. The hardest thing for an old, rich, entitled white man to do is simply tuck their privilege away and admit they were wrong. They just can't do it. 
Yeah, I mean, look, they found DNA evidence. A person confessed to the crime, and you still believe they did it because they were forced? Old, rich, entitled white men. They cannot tuck their privilege away for one second and humble thyself just to say, hey, I was wrong. Yeah, like I said yesterday, I don't know how he's still married because he doesn't apologize for anything. And you know in any marriage, the man always has to apologize. Well, here's what Ava DuVernay had to say. If I was starting off today, I would love to be a well-educated black because I really believe they do have an actual advantage today. They want to kill my son. That devil not evil. wants to kill my that's son. Not, that's from the movie. You're going to take an ad out? That's from when they see about it. About killing yeah, my confused. son. That's not evil. You're going to have to come for me first. <laughs> Y'all just put words in Ava's mouth. I don't understand it. <laughs> they gonna kill my y'all just son. Took a scene, what that is? Y'all just took a scene from When They See Us and told everybody that. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was like, like I'm kids. so confused. <laughs> they gonna kill my what son. What Ava DuVernay told the Los Angeles Times was there's nothing he says or does. <laughs> this show is trash. In relation to this <laughs> case. I don't try to clean it up now. Or the lives of black people or people of color that has any way to it. It's not our reality. There's no truth to it. I wish I had a more juicy soundbite, but I don't care. So she said she does not care. It's expected for Donald Trump to say something like that. Yeah, and in Donald Trump's defense when it comes to his wife, why would you apologize to Melania? Okay. What do you mean? All, all you got to do is whenever she get upset, you hold that receipt over her head and say, hey, I kept the receipt. I can send you back, all right? You stupid. <laughs> you stupid. Man. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. You're stupid. All right. When we come back, front page news, what are we talking about, Yee? Uh, we are going to talk about uh, Joe Biden. He's defending comments that he made about segregationist senators. Another old, entitled white man who can't tuck his privilege away and admit when they're wrong. All right. We'll get into this next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Congratulations to CC Sabathia. Yesterday, he got his 250th win. So, congratulations to him. Also, tonight is the NBA draft. So, we'll see what happens with the draft. Uh, the Knicks have the third pick. Of course, number one goes to the Pelicans, to the Grizzlies. And they're saying that uh, CP3, Chris Paul, uh, they're saying the Rockets tried dumping Chris Paul. To the Knicks. Why do they say dumping, though? Yeah, they say dumping. They said just a trade. Because the, that's, Knicks. the Knicks are where NBA players come to die. Watch your mouth. All right? Y'all might as well be a D-League team at this point. All jokes aside, seriously. That team is never going Stop to it. prosper until James Dolan is absolutely gone. He needs to sell that team, bring in a new owner, and then y'all will have new life in New York. It's really just that simple. It starts at the top with the Knicks. And rumor has it that the Pelicans and Grizzlies are not going to take Zion, and then they're going to go to the Knicks. See? And that's the kind of dumbass logic that New York <laughs> Knicks fans has that caused them to Photoshop players every year. Every year is a new crop of players that y'all Photoshop in Knicks jerseys. Say they coming to the Knicks, and it never happens. This year it was Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Zion Williamson. Who y'all got out of those three? I can't wait. Until what? Until we get one of those players. Yeah, okay. All right, what else we got you? Well, let's talk about Joe Biden and Cory Booker. When I woke up late this morning, I saw a clip on the news of what was happening between the two of them. Now, apparently, Joe Biden is trying to defend his own remarks. He said he worked with segregationist senators. In particular, he was talking about Southern Democrats who oppose civil rights and desegregation. Racist James bigots is who he worked Mississippi with. And Herman Talmadge of Georgia. And he said that they were civil, though. He said at least there was some civility. We got things done. We didn't agree on much of anything. We got things done. He also said that uh, I was in a caucus with James Eastland. He never called me boy. He always called me son. He also gave the eulogy at Scrum Thurman's funeral. Scrum Thurman was a diehard racist. All right. Well, here's what Cory Booker had to say about Joe Biden. Vice President Biden shouldn't need this lesson. And at a time when we have from the highest offices in the land, uh, divisiveness, uh, racial hatred, uh, and bigotry being spewed. He should have the sensitivity to know that 
this is a time I need to be an ally, I need to be a healer, I need to not engage in usage of words that will harm folks. Now, Joe Biden's been trying to explain himself. He said, the point I'm making is you don't have to agree. You don't have to like the people in terms of their views, but you simply make the case and you beat them. You beat them without changing the system. And here's what he said about Cory Booker. Cory should apologize. He knows better. There's not a racist bone in my body. I've been involved in civil rights my whole career. Period. 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 He quoted the I mean, city girls just to prove it. Joe, Joe Biden is right. Joe, Joe Biden is right about working with people across the aisle. But the thing is, he says things like Strom Thurmond was a great person, and he says that this other guy called him his son. Is this a, It's a difference between working with somebody and it being business and it seeming very personal. Personal. And, and after that quote, he says, "Some of my best friends are black." I'm not mad at Joe Biden for not apologizing. There's plenty of people who I love. Who you people, apologize who, to me. There's plenty of people who I love who people think are controversial. You know, and, and if those are your guys, those are your guys. If you don't feel like you should say sorry, cool. Because truth to the matter is black people are the only people who have to apologize for their associations and have to cancel our own. They try to make us do that with Minister Farrakhan all the time, but that's another topic. But either way, people are going to hold you accountable for your association. And that's what they're doing to Joe Biden right now. Well, they also had the first congressional hearing on slavery reparations in a decade at Capitol Hill. And Danny Glover and Cory Booker testified. Here's Danny Glover. Justice for black people will not flow into society merely from court decisions, nor from fountains of political oratory, nor will a few token changes quell all the temptuous yearnings of millions of disadvantaged black people. White America must recognize that justice for black people cannot be achieved without radical changes in the structure of our society. All right. Danny Glover's absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, when we come back from Basketball Wives L.A., Evelyn Lozada will be joining us. Basketball Wives LA is on right now. So, uh, it just started again last night. Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it with her. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. I thought she was up here before, but no. this is her first time. This is my first time here. All right, we popping that cherry we for Evelyn Lozada. Welcome. <laughs> Evelyn Lozada is here, and you have so much going on right now. Yeah, life is uh, life is crazy. I'm actually here in New York doing on a um, book tour, promoting stuff, and actually getting some family time in. My grandpa is somewhere around here. Is he outside? Oh, you can have him come in. Yeah, so my grandpa's here. Okay. Um, I, I don't should... know if we want your grandfather in here. Why no? Bring he him watches in. the show. He probably knows everything that's going <laughs> no, on. No, my grandpa come is on. awesome. Do you, you guys know I, I just found my grandpa two years ago. Oh. Where'd you find him? So my mom, make a long story short, my mm-hmm. mom never knew her dad growing up. We did Ancestry. Mm-hmm. Started, you know, getting some hits with a Santiago family, hired a private detective, and we found him in Puerto Rico. Really? How amazing was that? Did he know that? No. So the crazy thing is, is um, so we ended up contacting his sister's grandson, mm-hmm. and he was in Puerto Rico, and he said that he was looking for my grandpa, too, because there was a disconnect in the family. So we ended up giving him the information of where, you know, my grandpa was. Mm -hmm. And he went over there with a picture of my mom. And he was like, you know, you have family members looking for you. He knew that he had a child out there, but he thought my mom was a boy. Mm. So for him to find out that my mom was a girl Mm -hmm. and we were looking for him, he was excited. And he was literally on a plane two like two days later. Did he know who you were? 
No. no, he had no. He had no, no, no clue. He had no clue. But my aunt, his daughter, uh, she knew who I was. And then really? walking around with you, I'm sure he's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. He's a little <laughs> like, you know, what's going this on? You know, weird. he lives in Puerto Rico, so <laughs> things are a little different over there. Now, one of somebody in the room said that. Um, how, how did they put it, Eddie? What they say? I couldn't look because I'm a married man. What did you say? She said you worked out because your cheeks are sitting real nice. I'll take it. I'll take, girl. She I'll said, try I'll to take hit it. the gym. In between, you know, I, I, I can't a... look because I'm married. But she said, she said, wow, her cheeks are sitting nice. She must work out a lot. Oh, thank I kept you. my head down. So. <laughs> What do you do to make sure your cheeks are sitting nice? I, I, I do squats. I do a lot of squats, you know? I eat clean, and I try to really, you know, live the healthiest lifestyle. I'm not out partying, drinking. I mean, nobody ever anymore. really sees me out anymore. Anymore, no. right? You know, I have a five-year-old. I'm at home being a mom. So, you know, life has changed a little bit. I mean, like, I do the show, and I come up for those things and to do things like this, and then I go back in my cocoon. Let's get back into it. We gotta, can we talk about these things, too? Because what? she has a book out right now, and she has back. Basketball Wives, the show is back. Why are you still doing the show, man? Uh, you know what? Because you like I love fighting, you like stress, you like no, anxiety. No, and you know what? You it, it, is stressful. It, it is stressful. It is stressful, but really, it's like, I love the fans of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like because of Basketball Wives, like, I wouldn't be sitting here today with you guys. Right. Um, Those cheeks wouldn't be sitting here these today. Che- <laughs> these cheeks would not be sitting here. And um, it's always love, and I'm able to kind of just... You know, I always come up with ideas and, mm-hmm. and, and things, like whether it's jewelry or whatever. And it always does well because, you know, I'm wearing it on the show. So mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I, I just use the opportunity. The benefits from yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, I love doing, you know, certain scenes with certain people. But, you know. Who are you cool with this year? I'm cool with um, Shawnee. I'm really cool with Shawnee. Shawnee. I'm cool with uh, Kristen. Kristen. Malaysia. Malaysia, okay. Jackie and I, we're cool. We're in a great place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who else is there? There's a couple other people Uh you're missing. Yeah, well, that's it. That's it. All right, now hold on. I want to go back, though, Uh because this is Evelyn's (laughs) first time here. Uh Yes. I knew you before you did Basketball Wives. And you were for real, for real friends with Jennifer. That's actually how I know you. Yes. So you were in her wedding. You mm-hmm. guys knew each other from back in the day, from being in Toronto, right? No, from being in Boston. Oh, in Boston together. Yeah, Boston. Right. Okay, so. Y'all that's how- each other now, huh? No, it's the Can relationship. Can we get to that, Andy? I'm sorry. God, relax. <laughs> The okay. relationship is strained. We, we, you know what we say? It's like a toxic marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is. But why? Y'all didn't have sex with the same man. Or we never had sex with the same so man. So why is the problems? Because she was talking about Shanice. Yeah, so that's the real you issue. But can we get and to that? I want to start that, off. Go ahead. Shanice, all. your daughter. Yeah. Shanice is my daughter. Mm-hmm. Now, so this is all crazy to me because I watched all of that unfold on the show. Because, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to watch it. Because I, I do know. know you guys were like best friends Mm -hmm. for quite some time and we were in you know the Bahamas together wedding together and so to see your friendship deteriorate the way that it has Mm -hmm. after watching the show do you think that perhaps the show contributes to this because people are trying to come up with storylines there's things being said you watch the show you're like when did that happen this got edited a certain way do you feel like your friendship suffered because of it I feel so. Let's just so last season. I genuinely wanted to work on my friendship with her because you know there was so much that had happened with mm-hmm. Chad, whatever. You know, so I'm like, I'm past it. You know, I wanted to work on the relationship with her. We had our scene on the beach. That was a real authentic thing. We cried, and I was like, cool. Whatever we mm-hmm. said back in the day, it don't even matter. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I love you and I care about you. So, you know, let's just keep doing this. So then, um, that actually that was the season before last. Then last season it comes out that she was saying things about Shanice. Mm-hmm. So 
it was hard for me to process. Mm -hmm. You know, what I did she say though? What, what did she say about you? You know, she said allegedly. She said that you know. My daughter was a latchkey kid. Mm -hmm. um, for anybody that knows me, I don't care who I've dated, what I've done. Like, I'm a great mom. Like, mm -hmm. I take care of my kids. You know, from day one, I had my daughter pregnant 16, had her at 17. So she'd been rocking with me from day one. Mm -hmm. So that to me was, it was hurtful because, you know, mm -hmm. Jackie saying something about Shanice is, it doesn't matter. She never met Shanice. Correct. But Jennifer, you just said, you were swimming with the dolphins. You're seven years old. You've been to birthday parties. So I'm kind of like... I know we've been through some stuff, but even Tammy and I, we have never talked about each other's kids. Mm -hmm. So that just really hurt my heart. You still say alleged, though. Well, because I can't give too much away with this season, but the truth comes out, mm -hmm. you know, and it comes out from her. So, you know, when she was up here, I watched it and I said to myself, okay, I didn't know what the truth was still. But now, in hindsight, I'm like, you, you, you know, you went on the show and you played the victim and you weren't truthful, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, she made she made comments about Malaysia while she was up here, called her a linebacker and whatever it was. But meanwhile, Malaysia Malaysia was speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's like just say like, look, you know what? I was mad at you. I couldn't stand you, and I did say stuff about your daughter because I was I was upset. I'll take that. But instead, you you tried to cover it up, but because you know, especially with this season, it comes up again. It comes mm -hmm. up again because everybody knows like you're not being truthful. So. And it's hard for me to move past that. Just how do how do you move? Yeah, not when not when you go with the kids. This nah. is what I'm saying. So I'm Punch kind of me, like kick me. Not my kids. Though. Not my kids. And I feel like, you know, I love her to death. I don't wish her anything negative in life. You're better than me. But <laughs> talk about my but, kids. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, but you know, when it comes to my baby, somebody that you've spent time with, and Shanice is so innocent. She's been the topic of conversation for two seasons. Right. And it's like... She never apologized, never said sorry, never... never she ended up, up texting her when we started filming this season, mm -hmm. which is another thing. I'm like, you know, you could have reached out to her prior to filming. Everything's not you for the like show. for the show. Mm -hmm. Everything's not for the show. We, mm -hmm. You could have reached out to me during the... After Amsterdam and been like, you know what? Like, I want to talk to you one-to-one. -one. Shanice, I'm sorry that your name is being thrown around mm -hmm. like this. But it that never happened. How mm -hmm. hard is it for Shanice to... She's not even really on the show like that. And, and you know her. She's yeah. so like... Mm -hmm. I mean, she looks how she looks, but she's such a sweet soul. Mm -hmm. So she's just... I feel bad. And as her mom, I feel responsible because I'm on. I'm the one that's on the show. You know? So it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not fair to her. You know? It's like, why is she always the topic of conversation? Just right. because, you know, she's this beautiful girl that, you know women want to hate on because that's all I can think of. Like, what else could it possibly... Oh, because you want to take a dig at me and mm -hmm. that's really the way they know to get to you. Yes. And, you know, look, all the therapy and all the yanlas in the world, like, when it comes to my kids, mm -hmm. I'm not... I'm not f***ing around. All right, we got more with Evelyn Lozada. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Evelyn Lozada. Are you and Tammy cool? No. To you and Tammy, I don't know. It's weird because even from now, you had to be honest with her early on. And so you understood why she had an issue with you at first. Tell her, she. I don't well, remember. What, what was it? Um, just because she found out that you had been with her ex. Okay. I, and, have, I have something. And you but told her that after y'all were friends. Tell us names. Yeah, I don't remember who. Kenny, what? Kenny, Kenny, oh, Kenny Anderson. Oh, Kenny. Yeah, oh, Kenny, Kenny Anderson. Anderson. And so she felt like you should have told her that a lot earlier than you did. Right. So, so when she came on to the show... Um, Literally, when we filmed that scene, it was, I, I understand that part. So mm -hmm. when she approached me with it, like, well, 
you should have told me that, you know, you messed around with Kenny. I was like, dang, you know, they were married. I talked to this guy. He didn't tell me he was married. So years later, because of the internet, she wasn't even with him, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I understand. I get the, you know, we were chilling out. You should have told me you messed with my, my ex. Right. I fully understand. But we only knew each other about a month at that point, okay. you know? So it wasn't like the whole season went by of Basketball Wives and then it was like we at the reunion. Do you understand what I'm mm -hmm, saying? Mm -hmm. So not, but, and I'll take that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. you know? I was there that night randomly. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you was, were. I was It there. was great. It was, was the non-motherfucking fact the night. Yeah. Was it that night? I went, look, I remember we were at the bios with Kaiser and then we turn around all of a sudden there's fighting going on things being <laughs> Yo, done I'm like what just happened it was a little it was a little Goodness something gracious. it was a long time ago he's an honorary basketball wife but she really was it was a little something but then but the whole time I'm feeling guilty I'm like I messed with this man and he was married Come to find out, he was engaged to Tamika, somebody else, the mother of his son, which actually she should be the one that's upset mm -hmm. <laughs> because right. I didn't know he was with her either. So when she came onto the show, I felt like she put it out to the world as if they were together and married, mm -hmm. which he was with somebody else. But, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll, you know, me not telling her, that's fine. I'll, I'll take that one. You think you guys after that ever felt, you ever felt like that really was your friend after that? Like, no. Never. No, I kind of just felt like this is show and we only see each other during the show. We never hung out outside of the show. It was just always a show thing. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, you don't really see us in, unless it was a basketball wives were doing promotion. We've never hung out. Mm -hmm. Now, another big situation that happened on the last season, you and Shaq. Oh, my God. The rumor was that yeah. you slept with Shaq. Yeah. And... Shawnee found out about it and no one had told her but everybody I guess had been buzzing about it behind yep. the scenes yep. so explain how that rumor came about well, and did you sleep how with you and Shawnee I did not sleep with Shaq never slept with Shaq I have been around Shaq probably twice in my life mm -hmm. one was at uh, Shawnee's baby shower the other one was when they won the championship mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. never messed with Shaq so what happened was is well, this was the start of the problem. You know, Tammy and I, we were kind of okay, cool on the show. I was like, okay, we're going to move past the bullshit. I don't have nothing against you. Right. Comes out that Jennifer and Tammy are working, are actively trying to find receipts and expose on the show that I messed with Shaq. Mm -hmm. So when we did the scene that we're all sitting there, you know, it's looking like, you know, Shawnee's upset because she heard some things that, you know, could affect her life. And I'm thinking I'm good. You mm -hmm. know, I know me and Shawnee are good. So when it comes out that um, Jennifer says, well, you know, whatever she said, mm -hmm. you know, in that scene, I don't remember exactly. I see which, that part. Yeah, you look surprised like it. I was. It hit me <laughs> like, like a me? ton of bricks because <laughs> I'm like. I'm thinking I'm Gucci, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> I'm like, me, that's my best friend. Like, we're cool. <laughs> so, and I'm saying to myself, y'all are really this dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Jennifer, I hung out with you for years. You have never saw, you never heard of me talking to him on the phone. So why would you f try to find receipts on something? She knows who I've talked to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that bothered me. So then it's like, it was just, it was- How did that rumor even start? I asked them, <laughs> you know, Jeez. ask them. I have no idea. Right. I have no idea. Apparently, wait, Jennifer said that some lawyer or somebody that she knows in Miami told her or said it like, oh, I heard this. Mm -hmm. But my thing is to Jennifer, I rocked with you, hung out with you. We partied. Mm -hmm. You've never, not one time could ever say, yeah, I think that, you know, one time, you know, I was hanging with her and she was texting him. Or do you understand what I'm saying? Right. That's crazy how people that could be your best friend could become like 
And it's shocking yeah. to me because I'm like, girl, I know things aren't good, but I'm not talking about your family. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, trying to expose you for having an affair with this man that, you know, that could have ruined his relationship with Shawnee, mm-hmm. affected, you know, they, they co-parent very, yeah, very I well. Yeah, trying to kiss her the other day. Yeah, yeah. and he she was there for Father's <laughs> Day. It's like, this is, they, if ta- it's taken time for them to become great co-parents. Mm-hmm. Right. So for you to try to expose something like this that's not true to the world, could have not only affected my friendship with her, but their family dynamic. Like, to me, it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. Like, we do basketball-wise, but that's that's dirty. That's why I asked. You still want to do this after everything that's coming out? I know. Out? After Everybody just, in my life is like... It's only been like, 10 minutes, and, 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 and we got more to talk about. You still want to do basketball? I know. I know. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm so know. passionate. I don't know. I know. Now, you've been married uh, how many times? Twice? Once. 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 That Engaged. one don't count, yeah. though. That one don't count. Okay, okay, it was I, I, Jay, but no, that one don't count now. <laughs> but it feels like you still have some feelings for Ocho Cinco. Really? Why? I don't know, because when people ask you questions... Like, which oh. one of your exes would you yeah. say would come? But that was a true, mm-hmm. you know, like if I had to think about my my three main exes and I said to myself, who would be the first one to come save me off of an island? I feel like it would be him. I think it would be Ocho. I think he still loves you. Yeah, I, I feel like it would because he fought, like he wanted us to get back together. Mm-hmm. And he did. And, and you know, we, you, couldn't we, get, you couldn't get past the, that, that physical abuse. I could not get past it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my daughter, you know, just her coming to the hospital, her seeing me, mm-hmm. it was humiliating. You know, her crying. And, you know, that's an image that I will never forget. So I, I was like, I got to get out of this. But... I still know that he would be probably the first one to get there. Not that Carl and Antoine wouldn't, but I just feel like he would be just a little bit more ahead. He'll be faster. He'll be a little faster. With well, he's him. Fast. Fast. He probably runs faster. He probably yeah. runs faster than all of them yeah, at this point. So. Now, Do you and Antoine ever speak still? Yeah, we're cool. Mm-hmm. We're cool. I'm cool with all my exes. Okay. You know, I'm usually not the cause of the breakup. You know what I mean? So I'm cool. What happened with Carl? Carl, you know, some things happened. He cheated. He was, some uh, things happened. He wasn't faithful. Yeah. I saw you answering questions I know. on social media. I, you know, I, I was know. It, was it one time? Was it twice? Hell it was once. once. It was once that I know of. Okay. It was once that I know of, you know, but we we have like a cool relationship. We co-parent. We don't have court stuff going on. So when somebody does you dirty, you out. Like, there's no forgiving. You I'm just gone. I, well, with Antoine, I dealt with a lot of stuff. You know, I was young. You know, okay. I'm living this life. You know, life has changed. You was I having went from, a great time. Yeah, I went from the Bronx to wearing Gucci right. minks. Life has changed, you know? So it was like, you know, Sweets I left... in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I left my job. You know, I was working for a lawyer. You know, my... Is a secretary? As a, yeah, as an assistant. <laughs> yep, okay. yep. So I had left my job. So life had changed. You know what I'm saying? But so now I, it's none of that. You ain't playing no games. I'm not playing no games. I just know I'm a good woman. You mm-hmm. know, I get a bad rap because I've had three associations, but it's okay. So you never cheated on any of your boyfriends? Never cheated on not any one of time. them. Not one time. Good. Not one time. All right, don't move. We got more with Evelyn Lozada. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Evelyn Lozada. Yee? So with Carl, I saw you and Tammy had a back and forth over her commenting on his post. Yeah. Right? And you felt like she was being thirsty or whatever. But understanding that she was supporting Meg Thee Stallion, do you feel like that's... I just feel like she should have been on Meg Thee Stallion's page. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. I feel like Carl, it's not like Carl has 100,000 followers on, you know, Instagram. Like, he's active now. And we could talk about the Meg Thee Stallion thing because when he, we had a conversation that he was going to start this record label, mm-hmm. we were still together. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of was like, oh, here we go. 
an athlete <laughs> trying to do something and then don't do it. I did. I thought yeah. that. And he and he was like, You're a hater. And you know, so for me to see how good he's doing with it, like I'm like, okay, I have to give you credit when credit is due. You gotta eat crow now. I have to eat crow and I'm gonna <laughs> eat it because I want him to do good. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't hate on him. He does good. Kids are great, you mm-hmm. know. Like he is very passionate. And that was about a big it. one. That was a big sign. Yeah, you, who would have? And really people didn't even know their affiliations. Like you really don't. And I thought it was some bush. Mm-hmm. I did. You I, thought he was just trying to holler. This is a way for him to get more girls. I was. I just was like, really, because we were still together at the time. I'm like, you're. Did gonna you meet s- Megan? I haven't met Megan because we broke up at this. By oh, the okay. time he started working with Megan, we were done. Mm-hmm. But. Prior to that, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about starting a record label. This is, he retired. I'm like, oh. you like, you throw that money away. Oh, right no. off. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Everybody's about to go broke, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but he's doing really well. And he I'm is. really, really proud of him. Would you get married again? I would. I feel like my first marriage, I, would, I was trying to get that shit annulled. It didn't. It, I couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't, Just okay. I couldn't. Okay. You know, I couldn't. But I would, I would get married. I love love. Mm-hmm. I'm a relationship type. I was with Tuan for 10 years, married Chad, I married Chad and with Carl for, you know, four and a half years. So I'm a relationship type. Are you I'm seeing somebody now? No. You're not no. dating now? Oh, it's about to go down. Uh-uh. Not, not really Rob Kardashian. Well, you gotta look. <laughs> That's no, wait, hold on, we got it. I knew that was going to go down. This Rob Kardashian. Do you want to quote it? Because if I quote it, I'm going to sound a little funny. Okay. Yeah, you quote it. So, you said Rob Kardashian has a big sausage. She ain't say it like that. You say it again. This okay. is how she do it. Rob Kardashian has a big sausage. <laughs> Sausage. Wow. And he said, and you a squirter. Oh, my God. Wow. Sorry, Grandpa. I'm sorry. Sorry, I, Grandpa. This, this Grandpa's probably like, what is Grandpa's going like, on? what is going on in here? So explain this. So that really started. I've never, I have never seen his honest, sausage. I've never seen his sausage. Okay. It just really started off as a bet. Like, I was what dared. Kind of but you like, I was dared. I was dared. And I take dare seriously. Sounds I'm like, like don't dare word. me because I'll, I'll tweet something crazy. Mm-hmm. So I wished him I had. We're cool. Mm-hmm. Never went on a date. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's an amazing father, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wished him a happy Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And I said, happy, because, you know, I'm a little crazy. I said, happy Father's Day, big <laughs> Rob. And he was like, oh, thank you. I bet you won't say that to the world. I said, don't play with me because I would. And he was like, no, you won't. And then that's what ended up happening. So uh, it was really just like a, you know, I took I, a bet too serious. Serious. But how does he know you're a squirter? No, that was a joke. That oh. was a joke, oh, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. well, in real life, are I'm you? not. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask no, you this. I don't know. Yeah, not even know. once? No, I don't know how to do it. This is awkward. I'm going to human resources. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why are you going Sorry, to human resources? <laughs> well, just so you know. Grandpa's about to go get a shot or something. Just have, so you know Envy's a squirter, I heard. Yeah, I'm sure. I think so. <laughs> this, I'm definitely going to. Grandpa, you ready? Let's go get a drink. <laughs> now, you know you got Rob in the gym now. Because after that post, you know, Rob he posted a gym. picture that he's in the gym now. Oh, did he? Yes. I am so happy. So would you give Rob, would, would you give Rob a shot? I think Rob was in the gym. Would I give Rob a shot? I think Rob is a nice guy. I really, really do. I think Rob is a nice guy. I feel like he yeah, has... That's a f- the way of turning somebody down. No. Would you give no. him a shot? Well, he's a too nice drama. guy. No, he is. Yeah, there's a, a lot going on. It's a lot. Then she's got to deal with the other whole family stuff, and you know. Well, I like the family. I feel mm-hmm. like the family's cool. So they have like haters until they stuff. turn on you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm a good person, so that wouldn't happen. But I, you know, I think he's he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he has potential for greatness. Okay. And I hope he really keeps kicking ass in the gym because I think he's a nice looking man. So if he right. if he gets in the gym and he next year together. he has an athlete's body because you like athlete's body, athletics body, 
Would you, I'm a little you, past that now. I'll take a little. So you take a ball of belly. I'll take a little ball of belly. Okay, all right. So I'll you, take a little ball. So you're not belly. mad if Rob said, "Let's go on a date." You would, you would give it a shot. I would go on a date with Rob. Okay, Rob. There you go. Send me something, Rob. I'm you know, you up. Look, you know his mom is dating younger. He could date older. You know, everybody. It don't. You know. There right. you go. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about your book. Yes. All right, because you have a book out called The Perfect Date. Yeah. And it feels like some of this is. Evelyn the perfect date? You ain't found one yet. I know, but this that's why it's fiction and it's like a okay. beach read. But there's some real, because it's a baseball player in I there. And well, when I started writing this for Holly, I wanted it to feel very authentic. So, mm-hmm. you know, like she's Latina from the Bronx and, you had know, a she, baby at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yup. You know, was going to nursing school. I was going to nursing school too. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. I was going to Bronx Community College thinking, I was, you know, this is what I was okay. going to do for mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I want the book to feel, um, I wanted the book to feel very, you know, personal to my life. You know, obviously being in this world of sports, there's things that you deal with, there's mm-hmm. things that you see. So be able to put these like stories in the book is always fun. So that's how it pretty much comes about. I see that it says that he pretended the the baseball player wanted to settle down, but it was just all a lie. Is that based on reality? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you think Carl never had any intention of for real settling down? No, I think he did. I think he did. Mm-hmm. I feel like he we had a good run and then at somewhere it went left, you know? I mean, we never argued in our relationship when I found out that something was off. How did you find out? A friend. Always a friend. A friend. Did you confirm it though? Because was it a male or female hated. friend? I com- I had a conversation with him and he had, he admitted it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was straight up, you know, and he was like, you know, I'm sorry, you don't deserve this. I had just did three cycles of IVF. We were to get, we were getting married that summer, mm. you know, planning a wedding, put the money down, and I just it was done. I, it's hard for me to move forward from that, and I'm older now. Like I don't want to I don't want to eat. Bull- you know, it's like I don't. You I put want, up with a lot more when you're younger. You do, you do, because you're young. But I'm, I'm mature now, and I, I know what I bring to the table. And you, you did know? three cycles, three cycles of IVF. I did three cycles of IVF. I had three miscarriages in a year. Oh my goodness. So you know, after Leo, which was so shocking to me because I got pregnant from Leo. We planned him months later. Got pregnant. So then after that, kept getting pregnant. And for some, you know, obviously I was 37, 38, considered high risk. Mm-hmm. And I kept having miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so you really wanted, because you, I mean, you had a, you had a, your stomach must have been effed up from poking yourself all oh, the time. Yeah, yeah. And your ass was messed up from poking yourself. And yeah. then you're taking them pills every day. Like it's very, and it's very expensive. It's, it, I'm 20,000 each time. Mm-hmm. It was It was very, very pricey. But we wanted to have another child together. Mm-hmm. But... Now, the new season of Basketball Wives is uh, on right now. Are you fighting this season? I got into it. You fought? I got, not fought, but I got, it, it, it got heat. It got really, it got really heated. Can heat you still in. fight? Get right, really hit. I think I could throw a jab or two. <laughs> Right, well, we don't I see grew up in the no Bronx, more. like we, you but know. Yeah, you, you, right now you're at a point where you just don't want to fight no more. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I really, really don't. But I, you'll, you'll whip a bitch ass if you have to. For my daughter. For sure. I am looking forward to this season, and I am really, for real, hoping. Just because I've seen y'all together, and I've known all the things that you guys have been through. And I get it. Like, friendships go through things. And I just want to say, as a lesson for people, when you're friends with somebody, when y'all not friends for a period of time, we should make sure that we don't talk and tell each other's 
secrets to anybody. I agree. Because I'm sure it works both ways, too. I agree. Because I'm sure you, you might have said things you regretted saying also. I told her to her face. Right. You so, know? in general, that's a good lesson for people. Yeah. Even if you were great friends with somebody, y'all have a falling out, let's not talk ish about each other because then it's going to make it hard when y'all become friends again. Yeah. I don't I don't think because we, we did experience a lot of things throughout the years, no one can ever say to Jennifer... Evelyn told me this about you that you did when you were hanging out. You understand what that I'm saying? That you didn't say to her face yourself. No, I mm-hmm. feel like when we were in Tahiti, I said something that I shouldn't have said just as a friend in a heat. We were having a heated argument mm-hmm. back then. But I don't talk about her. I don't talk about things that she's done, her business, who she done mess with. That's I'm not going to do that to you. Still, Shawnee can never say, Evelyn's talked to me about her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I was a little kind of a taken back by the things that happened. But it's okay. I'm not angry. Right. You know, it is what it is. I do hope that we can get, in, you know, to a place where we're cool. Like, are you going to be around my kids? No. But, you know, we could be cordial. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's Evelyn Lozada. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Baby. Hey, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. Hey. We about to start Rumor Report. We're going to talk to Wayne Wade. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Dwayne Wade has a new interview in Variety, and he's talking about his son, Zion. Now, I'm sure you guys all saw the pictures of him supporting his son at Miami Pride Parade earlier this year, and Gabrielle Union was there as well, and other family members too. Now, he said, I think... Uh, he doesn't want to talk about it too much because it's Zion's story to tell. He said, I think as a family, we should support each other. That's our job. And my job as a father is to facilitate their lives and support them and be behind them in whatever they want to do. I think people expect you to parent each kid the same. They are all different, and I have to get to know them and where they are. I have to say to most parents, get to know your kids. Don't put your wants and needs on them. I hate when people are forced to answer questions about their kids. And I I would like to know what the the question was because what kind of world do we live in when people have to ask a father why he's supporting his children. Yeah, and he goes on to say that he is very uneasy about accolades that comes from supporting his kids. Word. He said, or the negati- negativity that comes from it. I'm doing what every parent has to do. Yeah, you, sh- you shouldn't get props for what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- those are Negroes that, you know, some Negroes be saying, oh, I'm babysitting my kids. No, bro, you're with your kids. <laughs> That's how you're being supposed a father. To be. You're being a father. <laughs> All right, Matthew knows. speaking of fathers, uh, did an interview with on the Clay Kane show, and he talks about his daughter, Beyonce, and how he feels like the shade of her skin, the lighter skin that she has, actually helped her. How different do you think Beyonce's career would have been if she were a darker-skinned woman? I think it would She would have had a... It would have affected her success. Mm. Uh, and I use uh, Kelly Rowland oh, as yeah. an example. But, you know, the great thing is Kelly did exceptional outside of America, mm. especially in Australia. Uh, Kelly sold over 4 million records. She just yeah. got off script. He also said that if you look back at Whitney Houston and her photos, they would make her lighter in those pictures. And he also said that he grew up with self-hatred and he used to find lighter-skinned women more attractive. He said his mom used to say, don't ever bring no nappy-headed black girl to my house. He said in the Deep South in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, the shade of your blackness was considered important. Only thing I don't like about that statement is that it undermines Beyonce's talent. You know what I'm saying? Because you can think about all the other light-skinned women that have come and gone in this industry. They don't have Beyonce's talent. So it has to be a combination of the two. You still have to be talented. And I also think they asked him the question, do you think if she was darker-skinned? And he was saying that because of people's perceptions and imagery of what beauty is, 
that did help her. That's yes, but we cannot act like Beyonce is not a, well, of a, a out of this world talent. Yeah, you have to have that too. Because I guess he was saying Kelly Rowland was very talented too, and he compared the two. I love Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland is a Godiva chocolate goddess mm-hmm, and very but, talented. So he's but saying not that, come on, not no. No, not on Beyonce's level. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a tough comparison because Beyonce has a different level of talent, period. A different, whole different type of skill set. All right, now let's discuss Master P. He was talking to Page Six, and he said, we have to look to each other for expertise. He said, instead, we sign on the dotted line when a man you never met in a suit appears. And, of course, and he said this up here before, if he has a deal for you, he wants to get paid, too. He gets his 10% for his time and efforts and relationships. But he said they tell him no, but if it's a guy in a suit, they sign right off. He said, if I was white, I think people would respect me more. People are not afraid to give those other cultures a percentage. That's true. People think white ice is colder, and they want all the game from Master P for free. But when it comes to the consultation from a white man, they'll pay him. And just so you know, I got the hookup. Part 2 is coming out on July 12th. All right, and ESPN says they have no plans to move forward with LeVar Ball anytime soon. There will be no LeVar Ball on any ESPN platform heading forward, at least as of now. Asked if Ball will be used as an on-air guest and on the record source for digital or a background source for ESPN. An ESPN spokesperson said, we have no plans moving forward. That's whack. Last year, LeVar Ball was the belly of the ball. He was the drunk uncle at the picnic that everybody wanted to hear from. He was entertaining. Whether you you loved him, you hated him, now you're banning him. It's only because Lonzo Ball's not in L.A. no more. But you let Lonzo Ball go to New Orleans and ball out with Zion next year, I bet you they'll have LeVar ball back on ESPN. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, Charlemagne. Yes. Who you giving that donkey to? I need Mitch McConnell to come to the front of the congregation. Oh, I'd like okay. to have a little word with him. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, coming up next, we got Donkey of the Day. It's The Breakfast Club. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day ask Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. Ah. I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Uh, Donkey of the Day for Thursday, June 20th, goes to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Now, this presidential election cycle, a hot topic has been reparations for the African descendants of slaves. Reparations is not a difficult concept to grasp. It's simply the making of amends for a wrong one is done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. The question is simple. Should the U.S. pay reparations to black Americans? Well, if the definition of reparations is making amends for a wrong one is done to someone, then absolutely. It's nothing to debate. Unless, of course, you don't think black people were wronged and affected by slavery. Unless, of course, you don't think black people were wronged and affected by Jim Crow laws, okay? The effects of those things are absolutely still felt today. Uh, In the U.S., twice as many black families live in poverty. Um, than white ones. Uh, black families are more than likely than any other race to live in poverty. Not to mention all the various U.S. corporations who have benefited financially from slavery. You got the Lehman Brothers and J.P. Morgan Chase, Wachovia. All those companies have released formal apologies, by the way. Here's the thing. By the pure definition of reparations and in light of history where reparations have been paid out to victims of other coaches before, it's not a matter of if black people deserve reparations. That answer is hell the F yeah. All right. The question should be, does the USA want to find a way to pay those reparations? That answer is a resounding hell no. All right. See, this has nothing to do with whether black descendants of slaves deserve reparations. Everyone knows we do, but the question should be, do they want to pay us? Mm. The answer will always be no. Now, Mitch McConnell was asked about reparations, and he spoke for a lot of white people in government when he said what he said. Let's listen to what Mitch McConnell had to say about reparations. 
Yeah, I, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. We've, you know, tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war, by passing uh, landmark civil rights legislation. Uh, we've elected an African-American president. I, I think we're always a work in progress in this country, mm. uh, but mm -hmm. no one currently alive was responsible for that. Let's discuss these comments. And keep in mind, I'm very dumb. All right. Uh, he said, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago when none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. What Mitch is basically saying is there should be no consequences for people's past crimes. All right. This is like saying if you committed a murder years ago and years later people have the evidence against you and you are still in the statute of limitations to be prosecuted, you shouldn't be prosecuted. We should just let you go scot-free because it was years ago. That's like saying somebody that took your land, they don't have to give it back. They can keep it forever and have seized it from you. I mean, not, not to mention, you know, slavery was 150 years ago, okay, but companies are still profiting off the backs and bloods of those slaves today. And a large majority of the descendants of those slaves are still suffering from slavery. Mitch McConnell said we've tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war. White people, y'all got to stop telling that lie, all right? The Civil War was not fought over the moral issue of slavery, okay? It wasn't about slavery being right or wrong. It was the economics of slavery and political control of that system that was central to that conflict. So stop acting all holier than thou, like y'all went to war with owners and slave masters to rescue and free the slaves. Civil War was about politics, not morals, all right? And we've elected an African-American president. See, here's the thing that bothers me about what Mitch McConnell said and why he gets donkey of the day. Reparations, I repeat, is the making of amends for a wrong when it's done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. Using a sentence, the courts required a convicted offender to make financial reparation to his victim. Black people, victims. White supremacists, the United States of America, offenders. All these things good old boy Mitch are talking about, from the Civil War to passing landmark civil rights legislation to President Barack Obama, none of that was compensation because none of that was given to us. All right, okay, passed uh, landmark civil rights legislation. Mitch is acting like Martin Luther King Jr. in the civil rights movement just sat down and had a civil conversation with the United States government and legislation was just passed. Like there was no marching, no billy clubs upside the head, no dogs got sicked on people, no hoses were sprayed on people, nobody got killed, nobody got hurt. It was just passed because it was the right thing to do. All right, same with the Civil War. It wasn't a war. All right, slavery just ended because it was the right thing to do. And President, President Barack Obama, sure, he was just given to us after that thing called voting. Now, unless, of course, Mitch McConnell is saying, look, even though y'all voted for him, we didn't have to let him, you know, through. Hmm. Okay, we didn't have to let him become president. We could have stopped that. All right, the moral of the story is none of this was given. All right, it was fought for. Every single thing black people have got in this country, we have fought for, period. All right, now look, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. I'm not an expert at anything. I have my experiences, and my experiences tell me that in situations like this, defer to people who are way smarter than me because I may not be explaining it right. All right? Well, yesterday, Ta-Nehisi Coates was on Capitol Hill, and he replied to Mitch's comments. Uh, let's let this brother bring this donkey home. We grant that Mr. McConnell was not alive for Appomattox, but he was alive for the electrocution of George Stinney. He was alive for the blinding of Isaac Woodward. He was alive to witness kleptocracy in his native Alabama and a regime premised on electoral theft. He was alive for the redlining of Chicago and the looting of black homeowners of some $4 billion. Victims of that plunder are very much alive today. While emancipation dead bolted the door against the bandits of America, Jim Crow wedged the windows wide open. Look, man, it's simple. 
America systemically put black people in a bad situation, and now America systemically needed to do something to right that wrong. It's not calculus, people. I don't even know why I said that. I've never done calculus. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't even know if it's hard or not. But what I said stands. America systemically put black people in a bad situation, and America systemically needs to do something to right that wrong. The problem is they simply don't want to. Mm. Please let Kathy Griffin handle my white work. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Good morning, Mitch McConnell. Okay. Also, we need to stop waiting on America to come up with this reparations plan. All right, I, I don't like leaving it in America's hands, okay? I think people need to come, you know, together and form a comprehensive plan of what they want with reparations and present it and say, this is what we want, not what are you going to do for us. I thought that's what they are doing, having all these different uh, meetings and uh, organizing to figure out what can be done. I have no idea. I'm dumb. I don't know. What's All right. Happen. Well, I can't wait to see uh, this happen and mm-hmm. come to fruition. Yes. Because it's been a big topic of conversation. All right. Well, thank you so much, Charlemagne, for that donkey of the day. I am here for that. Now, coming up next, we have Ask Ye. A lot of people always emailing questions, and I know a lot of people try to get through on the phone lines. You know what? I was talking to our friend who is a therapist that helps us out with Ask Ye, Dr. Jasper. And he was telling us about somebody, one of our listeners, who actually called in. He was about to go to jail, and he wanted to commit suicide before that happened. And he has a great success story. They've been in contact and actually are now working together. Oh. Yeah, so I can't wait for them to come up and tell that story. But if you need some help right now, call us up, 800-585-1051, and you can be on Ask Yee. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. What's up, what's up? It's The Breakfast Club. I'm Angela Yee. That's Charlemagne. Envy is gone from the building, and it's time for Ask Yee, 1-800-585-1051. Now we have Anonymous on the line. What's up, Anonymous? Hello. What's up, honey? What's the problem this morning for Ask Yee? So I am trying to figure out when I should just go ahead and start the divorce process with my husband. Okay, what's going on? So I found out that he was cheating on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, downloading apps I had no idea about. And like a month before, he was like asking, like, let's have a baby, let's do this, let's do that. And then like towards the end of the month, I found out he was cheating and talking to several different women. Mm. And um, once I found out, like I approached him about it, like, hey, what's going on? Talk to me. And then like, it's almost July, and he's still doing whatever he wants. He doesn't care. Okay. He doesn't care about our children. And so there's no salvaging this, so you're ready to leave. I am ready to leave. It's just like he's he's making it seem like he just needs time, and he's going through a lot, but he doesn't want to seek therapy. Um, he just is not doing anything, and he wants to, like, pretend everything's cool without actually committing to, like, being a father or being married. Okay, so I'll say these things. First of all, make sure you get yourself a good divorce lawyer. Make sure that you have everything in order on your end. And you need to find out what it is that you need so that when you have a divorce, they are so messy. Sometimes things happen that are unexpected. Obviously, you never expected your husband to even act this way. So you don't know what he might do when it comes to custody of the kids, when it comes to finances. Did y'all have a prenup? No, we didn't. Okay, so you need to find out what your options are and find out what you need to do right now to prepare for this so when it's time, bang, at least you have all your paperwork ready to go. And I will say that 
clearly you giving this man chances. Clearly he's, you know, being very selfish. He's not trying to seek help. I don't know what his issues are. But you got to put yourself first. A lot of times we care more about what does this other person think? What is this going to do to your family? But it's really tearing your family apart now, staying with him. So you think I should just, like, go ahead and get a divorce, or should I wait? I think you need to get your stuff in order, and I think you should definitely consult with a a divorce lawyer so you know what your options are. So when it comes time, because it seems like he's not taking it seriously. He thinks that you're going to be there forever. And he's putting Mm -hmm. you at risk. He's putting the family at risk. He's putting your health at risk. So I think you need to get your ducks in order so that you're financially ready, so that you're emotionally ready, so that you're legally ready to walk away. Now, if something amazing happens and you decide to stay, you can always do that, but at least get your stuff together. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. All right, Anonymous. I'm sorry this is happening to you also. No, it's okay. Thank you. All right. So that is Assy, 800-585-1051. We are taking your calls right now. Call us up and let me know what your question is. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. What's up? It's Ask Ye. If you need help, you can also email me, helpmeyee at gmail.com. Now we have another anonymous caller on the line. Now, what is your question for Ask Ye today? Um, first off, I love you guys. Just wanted to get that out. Okay, um, we love you too, for sure. So, back when I was about six, um, my uncle, he was about probably 14 at the time, um, he molested me. He did certain things that he know he knows that, you know, wasn't right. And now I'm 27, and I have my own life going on. I have two sons. I'm married. And he reached out to me recently and, you know, just tried to talk to me. I ignored the message he sent me. It was just a, hey, how are you type of thing. And I told nobody but only my wife. And now I kind of have anxiety and I get depressed easily now that, you know, he has re-entered my life in a way. And I'm just kind of curious on what I should do if I should just, you know, flat out ignore him or you know what? Oh, my God, this is a lot. And I don't want to give you wrong information, but I will say, have you sought help? I know you said the only person you've spoken to is your wife, but have you sought professional help? It's funny you said that. I started therapy not too long ago Mm -hmm. because I attempted suicide, and my brother came over and helped me and talked me out of it. It's just, it was so much at at the time. It was so much going on in my life. My sons were in the room, and I—it was just a lot. And immediately after that, he set me up with therapy, and I've kind of um, not been so anxious and have so much anxiety mm-hmm. a lot more now. But it's, it's just been a lot on my plate, and him coming back into my life has just added to it. Have you ever confronted him about it? No. No, like ever since that happened, I moved and that was it. I never had contact with him up until now. Okay, so I do want you to continue your therapy because I feel like that would be really beneficial to you because I feel like there's things you need to come to terms with yourself. You know, to know that this is not your fault, to know that you didn't do anything wrong, to know that this person, even though he's a family member, is a predator and is a disgusting human being. Whatever the reasons are, you can't ever feel like there's an explanation for what he did. 
You can't ever feel like, okay, well, this happened to him. He was abused. No, it's still wrong. It's dead wrong. And I do feel like you have to keep on continuing to get the help for yourself. Have you told anybody else in your family yet? No, I've been dying to tell my mom or my dad or anybody else, but I just I haven't built the courage to talk to anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know. I would love for you to work through these things with your therapist and continue to do that, bef- you know, and then I think you are going to have to have the courage to let people know because right. you, you shouldn't be hiding this to protect him. You shouldn't be hiding this because you feel like it's something you're ashamed of because you didn't do anything wrong. Right. I, I, I keep telling myself I didn't do anything wrong. You but did I not. Like someone's going to say you should have, you, you just didn't do enough. Listen, nobody can say how they will react in a situation until it happens to them, and it's never an easy thing to deal with. Right. So I encourage you to continue to get to the help that you need, talk to your therapist, and figure out when is the right time for you to actually uh, talk to your family members as well and get the support that you deserve. Okay. I'll I'll go ahead and start making that step forward to doing that. All right. We love you, and we support you as well. All right. Thank you so much. I love you guys again, and... uh, you guys just have a great day today. And please make sure you follow up with me, okay? You can always email me as well so I can see how everything is going. We're going to, um, and if you need help with the therapist, I know you have one already. We'll get your information and stay in contact. All right. Perfect. All right. Hold Thank on the line. Sure. All right. That was Ask Yee. Gets deep on a goddamn Thursday. Yeah, man. That's crazy. That's awful. I hate that things like this happen to people. I hate that there's people who prey on <sighs> innocent people like that. It's disgusting. 100%. Now, we got your rumor report coming up, Yee? Yeah, we're going to talk about Trina. Her album is coming out tomorrow, The One, and she did lip service live last night, so I love her so much. And she actually is name-dropping. I know y'all might have heard that song, Baps, that she put out yesterday. Well, we're going to talk to her <gasps> about some of those people's names. About her exes, right? Yep. She didn't mention me, did she? You ain't date no damn Trina. <laughs> She's smarter than that. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Plus, black men don't cheat. We all make mistakes, right, Trina? <laughs> we'll talk about it when we come back. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God. Angela Yee is here. DJ Envy's at his daughter's kindergarten graduation. Yes, he is. Uh, but we're about to do rumor report. I don't forgot what we're talking about. Trina. Trina. My Why are you going to act like you forgot? Stop it. It's time. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, shout out to Trina. Her album, The One, comes out tomorrow. And we got a little advanced copy, so we enjoyed it. But I saw yesterday she put out this song that we're going to be talking about. It's called Baps. It's her and Nicki Minaj. And here's a little preview because she is name dropping some of her exes on there. Yeah, like your This is for French, Montana, Tory Lanez and Friends. I can't believe she didn't mention me. No, you were not one of her exes, okay? Trina's a smart girl. (laughs) We all make mistakes. Drop Uh, on the clues bombs for Trina. So you're a mistake. I mean, a lot of women do think I'm a mistake. It happens. All right, well, listen, Nicki Minaj also posted up a preview of her new song, Megatron, that she's been teasing, and it's got a little Heads High sample on it. Check it out. (laughs) 
So that's going to be dropping at midnight tonight. I like it. I know people don't like to focus on gender, man, but yo, the female rap game is booming right now. Yes, it I really mean, is. Boom, and you still got the OG veterans like Trina. You got the young veterans like Nikki. You got the 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 the, the newcomers like Cardi and Meg Thee Stallion and City Girls, Cash Doll. Mm-hmm. You still got the, the the super lyricists like Rhapsody waiting in the ring, wings. Rhapsody album is phenomenal. There's a lot going on in uh, the world of female hip hop. Remy Ma still active. Like yes. sal- salute to all the women doing it. Even just looking at the people who were nominated for the BET Awards for the best uh, women rappers. I didn't uh, see it. Who incredible is it? category. Uh, I know Cash Doll was nominated. Okay. Uh, Meg, Thee Stallion, Meg Thee Stallion. Of course, Cardi B. Cardi B. Young Miami. Uh, Lizzo. Lizzo. Mm-hmm. See, you know what's so interesting about Remy. that list? Think about all the years that we've seen that female rap list at BET. Like, who are these Sometimes people? Sometimes it'd be three people yeah. on there. <laughs> are you like, who is this girl? I never heard of her. It's booming right now. It's booming. Business is booming in the female rap. All right, and let's talk about Chance the Rapper. He tried to do stand-up. It's not easy to do, and he hopped on stage at Laugh Factory, and uh, his wife, he said, gassed him into doing three minutes. There was a heckler as well. But stand-up comedy is not easy. Listen. The news was fake when I got an HDTV. It's hard to trust somebody that you can see sweating. You know what I'm saying? If you want me to trust the news, give it to me on a radio, you know? That thing that flatlines. I trust both of those things. This is going great. Sit your dumb ass down, Chance. I don't know why you're so busy trying to stand up on that stage. The only time you should be standing up on stage is when you're rapping. Stop disrespecting the craft of comedy, man. I hate when people do that because I love stand-up comedy and it's such an art. I hate when people just think they can do it. Like, that's not something you can just go do. Well, I think he learned that lesson. Just like radio. You can't just do radio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop it. All right, now Cardi B, she is planning something huge for Culture's first birthday party. That's going to be happening next month, July 10th. And, of course, she's going to have a big blowout party. Here's what she had to say on her Instagram story. Culture birthday party, no lie, I'm spending about 400000 Like, it's like, damn, 400000 for a birthday party, but that's because this is her first birthday party. And it costs. But after the first birthday party? <laughs> I don't see the need. Well, she does. You know, that party's not for the baby. That's for everybody else. And Exactly. And everybody else don't need a $400,000 party. But they got it. Put that money away for the baby. Like, my, my daughter's my daughter uh, is turning 11 next week, but we're having a party this Saturday. And I grew up over with her, so I'm not used to all of this stuff. Like, the, the stuff that my wife and her got planned is, like, Amazing. so extravagant to me. And I'm like, why do you need a DJ? You know what I mean? For the baby. Well, for your 11-year-old, yeah, she definitely needs a DJ now. Come on. So, Nyla. She definitely needs a DJ. Nyla, if I don't pay you this Saturday, you know why. (laughs) Emmy could DJ. No, I got Nyla DJing. DJ Nyla Simone. Drop on the clues bond for Nyla. She's close to the kids' age. (laughs) (laughs) She's right there with them. Exactly. I love that. Actually, lip service last night. Shout out to DJ TJ. She's a a female DJ as well. She just graduated college, and she's amazing. She's only 21 years old, and she did the whole show last night, and she rocked it. So shout out to DJ TJ. I love my ladies. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Now, uh, Envy's not here, but his People's Choice mix is up next. So you know what that means. You know what that means? Why don't he let me DJ? Hey. Ye mix. You know what that means? That means that Envy has left another mix, and he's going to be in the mix telling you to call up and request songs, but there's nobody here to Just take those request requests. Just the hits, guys. It is what it is. All right. The People's Choice Mix up next. Oh, oh, Revolt. Peace. See you later. It's The Breakfast Club.
Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. He's the president of Wilberforce University, Alfred Pinkert. Welcome, sir. Good morning. Thank you all. Now you got to tell us about Wilberforce University. I haven't, I've never heard of it until today. <laughs> Wilberforce University is the first HBCU founded by people of African descent. Oh, tell us about it. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. 1856 in the state of Ohio. Mm -hmm. uh, and just imagine, 1856 was before the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm -hmm. And imagine a people who were enslaved having the audacity and the boldness to say, we can build and create an institution of higher learning. And so Wilberforce University came together as a result of the AME Church and the Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. Mm -hmm. And uh, in 1856 in Cincinnati, uh, it moved to a spot in Ohio called Tawawa Springs, mm -hmm. which was a place where Southerners would come to winter. Um, and um, it was a place where uh, the Underground Railroad was, was prominent in the city of Xenia. Mm -hmm. And the city of Xenia had uh, the distinction of having a large number of people of African descent who were free. And so Wilberforce came about uh, as a result of this sort of bold experiment in terms of an institution of higher learning for people of African descent. Started uh, with classical education. Uh, and so when it opened, it opened with about 200 students, wow. many of whom were the mixed race children of Southern plantation owners mm. who would come to Ohio. And um, unfortunately, because of the Civil War, the university closed in, 1880, in 1863 okay. because the Southern uh, plantation owners could not sustain their children and also the war effort. At the closure, the members of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the AME Church, which many of you are probably aware of, Daniel Payne mm -hmm. uh, said, let's open this school up for people of African descent. And so bought the mortgage and reopened Wilberforce in 1863. And at that time, he became the first African-American man to be the president of a university in the United States. So was this something that had to be done under the radar, kind of in secret, just because? No. Okay. No, no, no. It was, uh, it was again, uh, there, were, uh, there were white counterparts who mm -hmm. were very much a part of the early opening of the university. Okay. That's not to say that there were not some there was not resistance mm -hmm. because when the school reopened in 1863, 2 years later on the night that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in fact, one of its main buildings on campus was burned down. Wow. We don't know uh, to this day whether that was arson, but we have a suspicion that in fact it was. We haven't had too many uh, presidents of HBCUs reach out to try to talk to some of the, you know, uh, the people our, our listeners about colleges and HBCUs. So, you know, we had a conversation uh, maybe, maybe about a week ago mm -hmm. about college. And mm -hmm. and I was saying, I don't necessarily believe anymore that college is for everybody. And the reason I said that is I think a lot of times the curriculums are a little old, like back into the 1865s. <laughs> and I think a lot of it needs to change. Mm -hmm. with, with a changing world, you know, there's not too many real estate classes and courses. There might be one or two, you know, not too many coding classes, one or two, not, not too many entrepreneurship courses, one or two. I feel like a lot of times college is really pushing people to be workers, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But I think especially in our community, we need to own more. Mm -hmm. you know, we need to be uh, owners and, mm -hmm. and millionaires and billionaires. And I don't think that necessarily happen if we groom a lot of our kids to be workers. Mm -hmm. Well, President Alfred Pinkert, I would love to hear your thoughts on how important college is 
for young people? Well, I think that, uh, and I and I appreciate uh, your perspective on that. And while I agree with you that colleges need to be more nimble and more responsive to the economic needs of uh, of the nation, of our community, uh, of our of our community, I do think uh, because all of the indicators suggest that a college education positions one to have a particular kind of life, mm-hmm. uh, it uh, a particular kind of perspective about living. Uh, it does open doors in ways that sometimes are immeasurable, mm-hmm. but it does open doors. Right. Uh, one of the things that you've mentioned uh, that we have we have spent uh, the last couple of years at Wilberforce uh, really sort of defining our value proposition, uh, essentially saying, <clears throat> excuse me, what distinguishes Wilberforce, the Wilberforce University experience from all others. Correct. And what we've landed on uh, is saying that we want to be a premier liberal arts institution, Mm -hmm. so we want to honor our liberal arts tradition Mm -hmm. uh, with an entrepreneurial intention. So that we are saying to young people, if you want to own a business, come to Wilberforce. We will introduce you to an entrepreneurial mindset. I love that. We will give you the tools and the aptitude to be able to own your own business. So we we hear you when when we when you talk about um, uh, the needs of the community. We have uh, little known. We have a master's program at Wilberforce. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a master's program in rehabilitative counseling, rehabilitation counseling. Now, the reason why this particular program is important and Mm -hmm. we have intentions to grow this program is because the state of Ohio is a state that has a large number of opioid addiction. Mm -hmm. And we want to train clinicians who are culturally sensitive to be able to go out and meet the needs of this particular population. Correct. That's a niche that speaks to what you to what a, a community need absolutely. and to what we're able to do in terms of developing. Got to fill a void. Uh, yep. Absolutely. The other program that we have is a is our degree completion program for the working adult. Mm-hmm. Many adults have started uh, careers. They've been very successful in their careers, but uh, somehow they want the degree because it's a personal aspiration of theirs, or they may be in a situation where they have been told that you can get further if you have a degree. We offer an opportunity for the working adult to come and complete their education. Now, now tuition is... Thirteen thousand? About thirteen thousand. Now, why is tuition so inexpensive at Wilberforce University? Well, that seems low. It is low because affordability, access, and affordability has always been two of the hallmarks of HBCUs. Mm-hmm. And that's with living on campus. You have that's with living on campus. Wow. Now, so now, now, now let me say. Now, let me say this. Say this at all. I don't want to hear my people say they can't afford college now. That's I, an, now that's an investment. Dollars, you can you can get a loan for that one. But for a lot, of, but for a lot of, of a lot of individuals, a lot of students who come first-generation students, that is a lot of money. It is. It is a lot of money. I'm always a first-generation. And, and it challenges me and my team um, in terms of running the institution. Mm. Uh, which is why, again, why we, we have this fundraising. Why so fundraising yeah, you, is important. You guys need a lot of donations. So to Tell the, us what about it. To, 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 yeah, to, you can, you, you, absolutely. You can go to www.wilberforceunited.com and you can, you can donate directly. And when, when's your homecoming? 
We don't have a homecoming. You don't have a homecoming? Well, well, wait, wait, wait. Maybe he's gonna wait, start wait, one. Wait, we wait, gotta wait. start one then, man. Oh, we DJ's what DJing we this year, man. in November? In November, okay, we have. We just made one. It's have, in November. We, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know people are. I know Wilberforce Heights. Wilberforce Wilberforceans are listening to me saying, "What are you talking about? We do have a homecoming." Our major event that is very similar to homecoming in terms of energy and bringing yep, people yep, yep. back is called Dawn Dance, mm-hmm. and that happens typically in the spring. Well, okay. Evan's volunteering to DJ. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come DJ. So we're going to hold him to that. We got to do a homecoming, man. So make sure, you give, us, make sure I, you give us that date in I, advance so we can make sure his schedule come. is clear. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we will pull out at the last Thank second. Thank you all. Coming, this is incredible. Thank you all so much. You got me ready to go Thank get my master's from Wilberforce. I'm telling you, come get that master's in rehabilitation counseling. That's absolutely. And for everybody out there, I know that you guys wear your Jordans, your Yeezys, your Gucci, your Louis Vuitton. All that stuff is expensive. But nah, I don't wear that no more. All that stuff is expensive. <laughs> if you can afford all that, you can afford to go to Wilberforce University. Absolutely. So I right? can. And you can afford to uh, to donate. All yeah. right. Well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh, thank you all. This has been an incredible opportunity. Thank you. All right. It's all Alfred right. Pinkert. He's the president of Wilberforce University. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy left to go to his daughter's uh, graduation. Mm-hmm. Which daughter is this? I, that she's graduating from kindergarten. Kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, salute. This is his uh, 20th kindergarten <laughs> graduation in only five years. So, you know, he's doing his thing. Yeah, he loves it. And salute to Joe Rogan, man. I was with Joe Rogan yesterday. Uh, I did the Joe Rogan podcast. So, for all you Joe Rogan listeners, uh, we're, we're the latest episode. Me and my man, Andrew Schultz, the brilliant idiot. So, y'all go check that out. And I have a positive note for you. Okay. This positive note is from Jack Cornfield, okay? Jack Cornfield said, in the end, just three things matter. How well we have lived, how well we have loved, and how well we have learned to let go. I got a feeling some of y'all are having a very, very, very tough time with that let go part. Today is the day for you to let go. God told me to tell you that. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? 